This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This 
is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 21st of February. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. We got a lot going on here today. We're still in the middle of the NBA All-Star break. The Panthers are playing a, a playoff-type 
atmosphere games now, trying to clinch a wild card spot. You got NFL news going on out there. There's a lot happening here. Glad to have you aboard. However you're listening to the program, make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. That's important for the algorithm. I don't know how the algorithm works, but I know that if you do all that stuff, the algorithm then helps me get the monies. So make sure you do all of that. You can always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You can hit me up at J on Instagram where I'm an influencer. Went to the Panthers game yesterday afternoon. We'll talk about that. Ruthie Polinski, NB, formerly. Oh, I got to stop myself. Ruthie Polinski, formerly our pal from NBC6. She is going to join us. We'll talk to her about leaving NBC6. We'll do a little, you know, she was at the Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio, I'm going to go crazy about Vic Fangio, the Dolphin fan. They love it. Well, Ruthie was at the Vic Fangio introductory press conference yesterday, so we'll talk to her a little bit about that. She was over there. I was at the Panther game, all right? So we'll talk to Ruthie coming up, and we'll we'll, we'll get to the bottom of, uh, you know, she her choice. Her choice leaving NBC6, so we'll get her on the program, and we'll talk a little bit about that. We do have to update here our poll question, all right? Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question from yesterday. It was a super controversial poll question. The, the Heat, they signed Kevin Love. It is official. You saw the Heat Twitter account. They put they put out the tweets there, pen to paper. You saw him. He, he was getting in a, a sesh in the practice facility. I think it's a great signing. I told you when he was going to be released that the Heat should be the team that goes after him. And I think that he's going to wind up signing with the Heat. Well, there you go. The Heat also signed Cody Zeller yesterday. So all of a sudden, a team that was small and with the impending return of Omer Yurtsevin, the Heat have gotten pretty big now. You got some big bodies now. Now you're going to start Kevin Love, who's what, 6'9", 6'10"? I hope that they're going to start him. Like, if you want to keep going Caleb Martin for a couple days, I, we all know where this is headed. Kevin Love should be starting next to Bam Adebayo. We've been, we've been waiting for a player who could fit next to Bam, and this guy's skill set... He's not what he was, not even close to what he was. But this guy's skill set fits perfectly next to Bam Adebayo. It, it, it doesn't make sense for him not to start. They got a couple of practice days. I think the players report back tomorrow. So they got a couple practice days before the game on Friday. The timing is good, all right, for, for him to be placed in the starting lineup next to Bam. Caleb, now, th- this is what deals with our poll question, right? Very controversial poll question yesterday. Zaslow Show 2.0. And we got the final results. The poll question was, what should the Heat starting five look like? Butler, Bam, Hero. And then your choices were Struess and Martin, which is what it is now. Struess and Love. Lowry and Love. Martin and Love. So those were your choices the winner with 39% of the vote, Lowry and Love. I don't agree. I think it should be Struess and Love. Struess and Love got 36% of the vote. Martin and Love. So just moving Martin to the guard spot where instead of being an undersized forward, he would be a big guard. Martin and Love got 18% of the vote. And Struess and Martin got, you know, what it is right now, got 7% of the vote. Now, I should say, I kind of made a mistake. I should have switched Martin and Love with Vincent and Love. 
I had a bunch of people who messaged me. I, I want Gabe Vincent in the starting lineup. And if that was one of the choices, that's probably where I would have went. So, since it wasn't, and I screwed up, I would have went Struess and Love. But otherwise, I should have I gone Vincent and Love. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I hope it is. I hope we wind up doing that. I, I, I think they should bring... Low- if they bring Lowry off the bench, I don't know if you could have both Lowry and Vincent coming off the bench. Then you're, you're a little bit too small with that group. Lowry, Vincent, Oladipo. You're a little bit too small with that group. So if Lowry is to come off the bench, they should start Vincent. And then your reserves, you got Lowry, Oladipo, Struess, Martin. Uh, that's that's nine deep there. And you could also have a big guy. It could be Yurtsevin. It could be Zeller coming in for a few minutes. But... That's what it should, and you know, it leaves Duncan Robinson the odd man out, which, you know, most people are probably fine with. I would like Duncan to play a little bit. I think Duncan still has got something to offer. This Heat team is the worst three-point shooting team in the league. Obviously, Robinson would help in that regard, but that's the way, so I screwed up the poll a little bit. Good job out of you guys who reached out to me and told me it should be Gabe there. You're right. If, if, if the coach is going to bring Lowry off the bench, which he should. He absolutely should. Now, it's not just like, oh, why doesn't he do that? There's a lot of things to consider. Lowry's attitude, which definitely sucks. Does does Jimmy get upset that it's his friend and his friend's now coming off the bench? There, there are a bunch of dynamics at play that we don't necessarily see, we don't necessarily know about. <laughs> Excuse me. But if that stuff can be worked out, my starting five for the year, I got Vincent, Hero, Butler, Love, bam. Off the bench, unfortunately, Lowry's going to have to play. Lowry, Oladipo, Struess, Martin, and a big man. That's 10 deep right there. The big man, I, I, I hope, is Yurtsevin. But if he's not quite ready, then you're talking Zeller. So that, those are your 10 guys right there. Unless I'm, I'm somehow forgetting somebody. I don't think I am. Those are your 10 guys. The Heat's roster is at 15 now for the first time this season. And and like I said, they're they're back in action on Friday night. They're taking on Milwaukee. They're a half game back at number six, New York right now. So yesterday afternoon, and we're going to get Ruthie on here. We're going to talk to her. Uh, We'll touch on a bunch of things with her. The Panthers yesterday, the Panthers get a game they had to have. The Panthers were at home. You know, I woke up yesterday morning, I, and I did the show. Hey, it was President's Day yesterday. If you were out of your normal routine, so you didn't listen to Zaslow Show 2.0 yesterday, it was President's Day at work. I had to honor the presidents. You got to honor the presidents. So, Zaslow Show 2.0 yesterday. We did a show on President's Day. You can go back and listen to that however you listen to your podcasts, all right? And like I said, make sure you like, you, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. And... After I, uh, like right before I started the show yesterday, I was like, Panthers are playing at one o'clock. I didn't know it was a home game. And, I mean, I didn't think they were in Anaheim, but I didn't, I didn't know who they were playing and I didn't know it was a home game. I knew they were playing at one. And I said, oh, they're home. Let's go to the game. And great crowd. And, and you were able to find tickets very affordable because, you know, it's a Monday afternoon. Anyway, so I took my, I took both boys to the game. The three of us went. And the Panthers get down 2-0. This is a game that the Panthers have to have. And all these games are super huge now. And Anaheim sucks. 
They're literally the worst team in the league. They have the fewest points in the entire National Hockey League. And the Panthers go into the game one point back of both wildcard teams, which is Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders. And Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders play in the evening. So we already said yesterday we're hoping that the Islanders win. A three-point game is the worst-case scenario. You need an Islanders regulation win because the Penguins have so many games in hand. And the Panthers and Islanders play the same amount of games. So you want the Islanders to win there and the Panthers to win. If the Panthers win, they'll be in first place for a few... Uh, first place. They'll have the first wild-card spot for a few hours. And if, the, if one of the teams wins in regulation, you want it to be the Islanders, then you'll finish the day with the number two wild card spot. So the Panthers, how do they respond? They get down 2 nothing. They're down 2 nothing at the end of the first period to the lowly Anaheim Ducks. Then you get Eric Stahl. He scores his 11th goal of the year. The Panthers make it 2-1. And then you got his brother, Mark Stahl, who gets just his second goal of the season. Nagy has it. Tries to get started. Wolverine in centering feed. Stahl cuts up for Stahl. They got it. Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl's second goal of the year. I think it's his second goal in the last three games, right? So you got Eric Stahl who gets the first goal. Mark Stahl gets the second goal. It's the first time this year that that's happened. Eric with 11 goals on the year now. Mark with two goals on the year now. So now it seems like the Panthers are rolling and they're crushing the Ducks in shots on goal. Just crushing them. Ducks take the lead 3-2. Dimitri Kulikov. By the way, Frank Matrano, former Panther, is with the Ducks. The Panthers did a, a nice little video tribute for him. You know how I feel about the video tributes. I, I think they're so unnecessary. But the Panthers do a nice little video tribute for Frank Vetrano. Uh That was after it was one nothing Ducks. And on the next ship, Vetrano scored. Made it 2-0. Yeah, so, yeah, screw you, Vetrano. So, Panthers, though, they tie it 2-2. We're 2-2 at the end of two periods. Another former Panther, Dmitry Kulikov, gives Anaheim the lead with just over seven minutes remaining. The Panthers are looking like they're in trouble. They would get the tying goal. Drags it out in front, could get the shot on goal. Ekblad retrieves. Forsling fire score! Deflected in! The Lombardini got loose in front. The Panthers have tied it at three in the third. Working the puck around the outside. There's Ekblad gets stripped. And then quickly get it back to the point. Look at the one-timer right there. And Lombard with the perfect timing off of the Forsling shot. Knuckleball. There's the redirection off the boot. The leg of Lomberg and tumbles into the net. Hell yeah. Desperately needed goal there. Lomberg gets his eighth of the year. How about the three goal scorers for the Panthers? Eric Stahl, Mark Stahl, Ryan Lomberg. So we wind up getting to overtime. The Panthers get a point there. That's important. But we need the second point. So you got the three-on-three overtime, which is always fun. Carter Verhage, 30th goal of the year, ends it. Got to get down the boards. Good shot, knocked it free. Lead pass, Verhage. On the breakaway in overtime, Verhage shoots. Let's go, Oh yeah, Loisterinen and Kachuk with the assist. 
for Hagee with the breakaway. First 30-goal season of his career. Carter Verhage wins it for the Panthers. And for the afternoon, they had, they had the number one wildcard spot for the first time this year. They finally climbed all the way to the number one spot there. So, great job. Great comeback win there for the Panthers. A game they had to have because the Ducks suck. Let's hear from Carter Verhage in the Panthers' dressing room after the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chucky and Luce team made great plays. Uh, break up the play and got me the puck on a breakaway. So, just kind of... Locked out and just try to shoot, shoot the score. So, just, what does it mean to just now, like I said, you're starting out with a big stretch at home here. The playoff push is really heating up to start with two points now here, and I have to sit on this one for a couple days till Friday. Yeah, I mean it's huge. I mean we need some momentum coming into our home stand, and uh, especially we don't want to go down two in a row. And I mean uh, it, was, it was it was awesome to get the win. So. And we talked about a couple days ago, but now we're actually here. 30 goal scorer Carter Bahagi. Just how cool is that for yourself? Yeah, I thought you might have jinxed it, but uh, <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool accomplishment. But uh, I mean, uh, it's a big win, and it's nice to do it in a win. So the Panthers were first place for a few hours. Then we're look, we're, we're keeping an eye on Penguins and Islanders. No three point game. Don't need a three point game. The Islanders win it 4-2. to two. We get the result we wanted there. So the Islanders now, 65 points. Panthers, 64 points. Those are your first and second wildcard teams. On the outside looking in, Pittsburgh, one point back of the Panthers. But Pittsburgh, again, this is why we wanted the Islanders to win last night. The Penguins have four games in hand on both the Panthers and Islanders. Panthers and Islanders have both played 60 games. They have 22 remaining. The Penguins have four games in hand on both teams. That's really important. So, Panthers, all right. The, like, the NHL regular season's great anyway. But the one positive, the only positive in the Panthers having such a shit first half of the season, every one of these games feels like playoff games. We got big-time Panther games every time they're on the ice. It's the only positive. So yesterday was a huge win, even though it comes against the stupid Anaheim Ducks. It's looking like Friday, the Panthers are hosting the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres are one of those teams fighting for one of those wildcard spots. They're four points back of the Panthers. Huge game, again, on Friday night. And it's looking like Anthony Duclair is going to make his season debut. That's huge. He's a 30-goal scorer. So... Duclair should give this team a bit of a jolt. You remember we talked to George Richards, Florida Hockey Now, the other day. You know, I was asking, hey, where do we think that that Duclair will be inserted? Is he a third-line guy at this point? You got to figure second or third line. But this is a guy who's got speed. Uh, He's a finesse player, but a 30-goal scorer. He's going to help, and he's going to be fresh. He's going to help in a very big way. So, it seems things are starting. Things are headed in the right direction, at the right time, at the desperate time for the Florida Panthers. Let's see, do we have Pittsburgh or the Islanders in action tonight? This is important. we got to check that out. Um, hmm. Pittsburgh or New York Islanders are not. Are You are not in action tonight. You are not the father. Penguins or Islanders. There you have it. So, tonight, we're off as far as that watch is concerned. The, the Capitals, though... The Capitals have 62. They're two points back of the Panthers. Are the Capitals in action tonight? Yes. The Capitals are hosting the Red Wings. So that's something to keep an eye on tonight if you're interested in that. The Capitals can pull within a, uh, a tie for the second wildcard spot with the Panthers. And the Capitals have two games in hand. So 
This is this is important tonight. If the Capitals can lose, that's a big one for the Panthers. They lose one of those games in hand, and the Panthers remain ahead of them. I hope I didn't confuse everyone there. I'm just I'm excited that we're, we're headed toward a like it's a sprint to the finish here, trying to make the playoffs, and and maybe things are starting to break the right way for your favorite little hockey team. I don't know. We'll see. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I got to tell you guys about Doctors on Call 365. You know they're one of my... I love all my sponsors. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. That's right. If you're not feeling well, if you got a fever, maybe you need your prescription filled or refilled, don't go to the emergency room and sit there for hours. Don't call up your local doctor if you need to be seen right away because they're not going to have an appointment for you for another week or so. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Treating children, adults, elderly. If you need a COVID test, you need a strep test, you need a flu test, you need blood drawn, vitamin therapy, you need x-rays ordered, you need your prescription filled or refilled. Dr. Alon, Doctors on Call 365. They will come to your home, your office, wherever you are. It's so convenient. Now, while it's self-pay, you're going to pay less out of pocket than your copay if you sat in that emergency room for hours. Let Doctors on Call 365 come to you. DoctorsOnCall365.com. Get someone on the phone immediately, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 786-577-9302. That's 786-577-9302. So we got some NBA news yesterday. You know, we're at the All-Star break. But the NBA world continues to churn. So you got some news yesterday. We know that Kevin Love and Cody Zeller signed with the Heat. Russell Westbrook has not been bought out from the Utah Jazz yet, but he has come to an agreement with the LA Clippers that after a buyout with Utah, after he presumably clears waivers, that he will then sign with the LA Clippers. So you're looking for a little uh, LA versus Los Angeles you know, uh, uh, rivalry there. We already know it's a rivalry. Clippers and Lakers, Westbrook goes from one to the other. How about that? UCLA, Lakers, Clippers. I wonder if anyone's ever done that before. It's probably happened, right? UCLA, Lakers, Clippers. It's probably happened. Anyway, Westbrook looks like he's going to be doing that. I was interested in Westbrook. But he clearly wanted, like, I wanted love first, Love and Westbrook, I would have been for. But the fact that the Heat didn't go for Westbrook is one of two things. Number one, they you know they're doing their due diligence, so they must not have thought he was a good fit. 
the locker room stuff, maybe they believe it to be true, that he's not a good locker room guy these days anymore, or it's just they think Lowry's going to be back soon, and like they're already on the hook for all that money with Lowry. They may as well just stick it, stick it out with him and bring in another big man, which they did with Cody Zeller. I want to give a, a, a couple minutes here to Myers Leonard. So Myers Leonard signed a 10-day contract with the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday. Myers Leonard, former Heat big man, who was the starting big man in 2020, the year that the Heat made the NBA Finals. He was the starter for most of the year. Matter of fact, the Heat were first place in the Eastern Conference for most of that regular season with Myers Leonard as their starter. Then he fell out of the rotation because he got hurt. He didn't get back in the rotation. Then he got back. He was a starter in the NBA Finals, games two and three. The Heat lost game one to the Lakers. They ended up losing game two as well, but they won game three to get back in that series. So Myers Leonard was able to get back in the starting group there in the finals and help the team. Myers Leonard then signed a new two-year deal, I think it was, after that year. And he would get hurt. And then you had the anti-Semitic slur for folks who... I I don't need to say the word. It starts with a K, rhymes with bike. And, you know, he winds up getting banished from the... He does it on the Twitch stream, which, I mean, it's just so stupid. I don't get the video games. Does it on the Twitch stream and essentially gets banished from the NBA. The Heat banish him. They suspend him. Then they trade him. He gets released. Nobody's seen him in two years. He's worked his way back from an ankle injury, I believe it is, but also, you know, rehabilitating his image, I suppose. And the Milwaukee Bucks have signed him. They're giving him a chance here, a 10-day contract. I'm happy for Myers Leonard. I am. And for folks out there who, who don't understand that, because I am Jewish, and it was a Jewish slur, I mean, it's, it's the N-word for Jews, you know? I, I think the N-word's a lot worse, but it's the N-word for Jews. And... For folks who don't understand that, coming from a Jewish person, how I'm being forgiving there, number one, I mean, we should all be forgiving, but Myers, I think if you ask most Jewish people down here who are Heat fans, I feel like they've all forgiven Myers Leonard. Because if we could be honest here, Myers Leonard, over the last two years, has spent more time in the Jewish community than I have. Like, Myers Leonard really put his best effort, immediately, by the way, put it, like, he immediately, see, I've always maintained, I don't think he knew what the word was. I mean, I think he clearly knew that it was a bad word, that's why he said it in the fashion that he did. And and he said it in a joking way, but like like in a trash-talking video game kind of way. But he said it in, in a derogatory way. So he knew it was a bad word. I, I, I don't think he... New, and I think there's many people out there right now who still don't know what that word is. Who have never even heard of that word. I know when it happened that there were plenty of people like, I've never even heard of that word before. It's not a common phrase. It's not a common word. I, I, I really don't believe he knew what the word meant. Well, he knew, what it, he knew it was bad, but he didn't know what the word meant. And he was super apologetic immediately. And then he spent all this time, and I think continues to spend all this time in the Jewish community. And you know how I feel about this stuff. Like I, you know, I gave Michael Vick as, as an example for a while, you know, who went to prison. And, and, and then, you know, I'm, I was always totally okay with Michael Vick getting that second chance after he went to prison because 
That's essentially what prison is supposed to be for. It's supposed to be for, I mean, it, it usually doesn't, but it's supposed to be for rehabilitating. And then you get this second chance and you, you make your way back into society. And if we're not going to allow people to do that, then what's the point in changing? So, like, Michael Vick did a terrible thing. You know I love dogs, all right? Michael Vick did a terrible thing, and then he went to prison. And then, like, you got to allow this guy to be a changed person and get his life back and be a contributing member to society. And so Michael Vick did that. And I'm, like, I'm a fan. I, I, I'm not a fan of what he did, but I'm, I'm a fan of the guy he's become. And th- this is the same thing. I've talked about this with Tim Hardaway. You know, where he made the comment about gays. And he felt for a long time that that kept him out of the Hall of Fame. I don't agree with that. But if it did keep him out of the Hall of Fame for a little bit, that's not right. He's an advocate now for gay people. He realized the error of his ways and, the, and his thoughts. And the same thing here with, well, I, with, with, with Myers Leonard. Where if he's going to say something bad or feel a certain way about certain people. And then is told that this is wrong. And you got, you got to learn. And then, we're, and then he learns. And he puts forth that effort. And we still don't allow him to, to get his life back. We, we don't forgive. Then what's the point? What's the point? In, like, if that's the case, if we were never going to allow Myers Leonard back into the NBA, if we're just going to banish him forever, why not continue to call Jews that word? Why not continue to, to, to fall for all the Jewish tropes and stereotypes? If we're not going to forgive this person when they've realized that they were wrong, you got you got to let these people back. You, otherwise, there's no there's no reason for them to change. There's no reason. You got to allow people to change and learn. And I'm totally, totally for Myers Leonard being back in the NBA. I think it should have happened a while ago. To be honest with you, maybe it didn't because he's been rehabbing an injury. But I'm totally good with Myers Leonard being back in the NBA. I'm happy for him, good for him. Like I said, I, I always thought he was a sweet guy. Um, and and I, I think he said something really terrible. I think he said something that he didn't know what it meant. Now he does. And and he spent a lot of time in the Jewish community down here. Like I said, I mean, it's a joke, but it's also true. He has spent more time in the Jewish community than I have these last couple of years. So... Good for you, Myers Leonard, man. I'm happy for you that you're back in the NBA. I hope he makes the most of it. It's only a 10-day contract, but you can't tell me a 7-footer who could shoot that guy doesn't belong in the NBA. What the hell are we talking about here? So, I'm happy for him. Good for him. Hey, I want to tell you guys about Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach. You guys know Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach. That is my spot. Not just for any big games. I mean, we got no NFL right now, obviously. The NBA's on break. But maybe you're just trying to walk around on the beach. You want to get yourself some good drinks. You want to get some good food. You want to listen to some great live music. Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach, world's greatest upscale dive bar. They got live music seven days a week. Matter of fact, starting tonight at 6 p.m., you got live music at the Briny. So maybe you're walking the beach, then you dip on in. Starting at 4 p.m. is the Briny Hour. 4 to 7 p.m., that's happy hour every Monday through Friday. Then you got live music starting tonight at 6 p.m. And it's Tuesday. That means it's Taco Tuesday. That means Mahi Taco Specials at the Briny tonight. World's greatest upscale dive bar. Not only Mahi Taco Tuesday Specials, but Dollar Off Casamigos tonight. Patron and Volley Seltzers. And like I said, live music beginning at 6 p.m. Take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. Don't park in the Atlantic. Park behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. 
Nope, you don't, do not have to pay for parking when you park behind the briny. Just take a picture of your license tag, you show it to your server, boom, you're not going to have to pay for anything. World's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. All guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are brought to us, of course, by our beer of choice. Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. We're coming back from a, a nice long weekend. I did a show yesterday, President's Day, but we're coming back from a long weekend. So maybe I had yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Pick up yourself a six-pack right now. It's Sedano's, your local Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imas. You always got to drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, uh, fresh off of her final sports final a couple of nights ago, is NBC6, former NBC6 sports anchor, Ruthie Polinsky joining us here, who has been one of our favorites for a while, who I, I think we'll still have on the show. I don't think there's oh, any yeah. reason to not still have her on the show. But Thank you. So, so tell me, you, you know, I, you announced you'd been holding it in, I guess, and you announced like over a week ago or whatever that, that you are leaving uh, NBC6. And and so you're you're off to start a new venture. Your your final sports final was this past weekend. What 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 happened? I mean, did you give like a little speech in the end? Did you cry? Tell me what it was. So we didn't do sports final on Sunday. Okay, um, good start for me. So nope, that's okay. <laughs> I you didn't watch because it didn't happen. Um, so basically after the Super Bowl. Um, NBC six announced that sports final is going on a hiatus. Um, and not even to give you one last sport, one more week, not one last sports final. You know, I knew, um, on Super Bowl Sunday, I knew that was going to be my last one, yeah. but I hadn't quite announced that I was leaving yet. And it just didn't feel like it was my place to kind of, you know, make that announcement. So basically what's happening is there are, um, not enough places in people in place to um do a full 30 minute show gotcha. at this time uh, my understanding is that they are working to get that back under some sort of operation eventually um but yeah so I didn't have a sports final on my last day um I did anchor you know a, a lengthy sports cast on Sunday night um at the end of the 11 o'clock newscast okay. and the anchors gave me a nice farewell which was very very kind and um, lovely I um yeah I you know to be totally honest my contract was three years that I signed in 2020 and um you know as my contract was kind of coming up I was exploring other opportunities um, as well as staying at NBC and I made the uh, decision to pursue those other opportunities um I can't really say quite yet what I'll be doing but um I'm very excited about kind of this next chapter um as many people know I recently got engaged um so I'll be closer to my fiance and um just really looking forward to kind of this next phase of my life and my career um but obviously you know very bittersweet right I mean I I had such an eventful three years here people who know my story know that I started you know this my second day on the air at NBC was the night that the NBA shut down for COVID. And I just had a lot of professional and personal challenges um, over the course of my three years here that I'm just so grateful for. 
Uh, got to cover some unbelievable things that some people never get to cover in their careers. You know, I went with the Heat to the Eastern Conference Finals and um, I covered them in the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble from my living room, <laughs> which was fascinating. Um, but, you know, I got to cover some very tumultuous and some great times for the Dolphins. Um, and the Marlins, you know, are the Marlins and the Panthers, you know, had had such an interesting three years. So I'm so grateful uh, for everything that I've gotten to do here. And of course the hurricanes, I went with them to March madness um, last year to the sweet 16 and elite eight. And um, some really fond, fond memories. I've grown up here. I mean, I, I feel like I came here kind of still new in the industry. And I really feel like these three years, like I am leaving South Florida as uh, like really ready, like for whatever this industry kind of throws my way. And, um, and I feel kind of like I'm, I'm a vet now. You know, I was I spent two years in Wichita Falls. I spent three years in, in Providence, Rhode Island, and my three years here. And now I feel like, all right, like, you know, let's go. Like, let's do this. So um, I'm really, really excited, but also just filled with so much gratitude. I, I, you know, told some people, like, I just feel like my life as a whole has really never been this full. So um, just really grateful, but obviously I'm, also I'm, sad. I'm sure it's the right play for you. Um it's so different now, uh, probably all over the country, but I only know down here. So especially down here, it's so different. The local sports casts and and what's happened with with all four of our you know local broadcast stations. And yeah. you know, I I got my start essentially. A, a lot of you know old school listeners, as Aslo Show know this. I was an intern at NBC Six. It was the summer of '04. So yeah, I I got my start there and. If I wasn't right place, right time, I don't meet Joe Rose, who was the lead sports anchor there at the time. And it was the very start that September of 04 was the debut of 790 The Ticket. So Joe sets me up with, you, you know, I mean, the whole story. But anyway, I, I, yeah. I started there at, at NBC6, you know, and it's just it's so different now. Local yeah. local news the, the you know, how little time is devoted to sports on the local news stations. Yeah. What many people don't understand too is, you know, I, for many of my days, am a one man band. I am shooting video. I am producing my own sports cast. I am writing my scripts and I am going on TV and doing it all. And I'm yeah. editing stories. And um, it's really hard to do that um, and really feel like you're giving a hundred percent of yourself to everything that's going on because you're not, I mean, you're just, there's just too much to do. Um, and so in that sense, the industry as a whole is taking that turn. And I can speak on that from not just my experience, but from, you know, everyone, not necessarily in this market, but all over the country. Um, so that's just, it's just disappointing. It's sad. Um, and I know, you know, when people think about WTVJ, like you think about, man, that was the OG yeah. sport, local sports, you know, I mean, they with Bernie Rosen and, uh, you know, Tony Segretta and all Goldberg. those. Yep. I mean, these are the people. Susie Colber. Like, Susie Colber. Uh, you know, people, the people that have come through that department um, are just so, you know, successful. Lindsay, and Lindsay Zarniak, who's on Fox Lindsay. now. I mean, of course, Joe, I mentioned there, it's, yeah. yeah, like uh, like an, an incredible uh, list of 
of of talent that came through that station. Like like when I say like you're saying you you you've been doing everything on your own for a while. The idea of me at the time, an intern writing the scripts, me writing the scripts for the sports anchors, that seems crazy to you, right? Crazy, crazy. Um, it, it it's wild, and you know I think it's really sad to think about you know some of the people that you know could have done certain things at our station and and you know if if they would have kind of invested in certain areas it's it's sad but it's the truth and it's just what's happening not just at our station but everywhere and i i do have to say you know i think the station has come out and they have said we are you know looking to rebuild whatever that means they want to make sure that they have sports covered um in some sort of capacity so um I, I hope people will still tune into NBC6 for sports. Coverage. Are you still going to be a fan of the Miami teams when you move away? You know, I love that you asked me that because I, after covering the Miami Heat, I said my kids will be Miami Heat fans. That happens and to my- lots of people who cover the Heat even for a short period of time. They leave and they still want to be a fan. The Heat are such a special organization in the way that they do things. And Heat culture, it's so real. It's such a thing. I want my kids to play basketball the way the Heat play basketball. Like, that is just, like, the brand that I want, like, my kids to play sports in. Um, NFL is a little trickier. My fiancé works in the NFL, so I'm kind of, you know, bopping around wherever he is. That's where we'll be fans. Yeah. Um, and again, I didn't, you know, really grow up a Rams fan growing up in St. Louis. So I'm not really allegiant to any sort of, um, you know, fan base or, or team. Um, but I think I, most you know, people down here listening to this would say it's okay if you don't stick with the Marlins. <laughs> well, you, I'm a St. Louis girl, right? That's my team. I think the it's okay. Forever. Forever. Yeah. That's the non-negotiable. Um, my fiance is from, from the Boston area. Red Sox are not allowed nope but you know we will be cardinals fans that's that's the bottom line um i'll let i'll let him dictate our nfl team wherever he is but um that's kind of the situation for us um the dolphins it's i feel like i got to know the dolphins players and coaches probably the best so in that sense i'm invested in rooting for them and wishing them the most success um you know there are certain players on that team that I'll just forever be connected to I think just by getting to know them you know the Mike Kosicki's the Jalen Phillips although Mike Kosicki might not be at all next year um and probably won't be so um there's you know there are people that I'll root for obviously and I it was so fun to kind of cover Mike McDaniel and root for him and um you know you always want to see those people have success for sure all right now your 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 last day okay was this past Sunday night (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, you're 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 a little bit sick in the head because you you spent Monday afternoon attending the Vic Fangio introductory press conference. Like, who the hell cares? I mean, like, I, I know that fans, and I'm going to have you tell me a little bit about it. I, I know there are fans who are listening right now who want to hear about it, but right. that's still how you spend it your Monday afternoon. I'm going to I'm going to go to the Dolphins facility in Miami Gardens. And I'm going to hear from Vic Fangio. What's going oh, on I'm- there? I'm sick in the head. It's like, can you I, find I, something else to do? Find something else to do, Ruthie. Well, it's funny because I'm still technically employed by NBC. I am, my contract is up in a couple of weeks, but I had some vacation to kind of tack on to the end of it. So, so you're spending your vacation in Miami Gardens listening so, to Vic Fangio. So, listen, there are some people, in, you know, Vic Fangio, it's not just dead, it's not Joe Schmo. Are you, you know? staying in El Palacio tonight as well as part of the vacation? 
this is this is a guy who's a former head coach, probably maybe wants to be a head coach again. I mean, there there are some uh, I, I wanted to go out there and listen to him and see him and and maybe get to, you know, just meet him. And um, obviously, also, I just got so close to the Dolphins, you know, beat reporters and the writers and, of course, some of the TV people that are there all the time. So it's kind of a social outing for me as well. But but I did really want to kind of hear what Fangio had to say. Of course, I could have listened on my phone, but um, but I have the luxury of getting to go sit in the room. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I want to continue to take advantage of that while I'm here. But it's weird, like having so much time off, not working, like having kind of a gap between jobs, like I don't really know how to do that. So um, you could probably, you'll probably see me in a couple things here and there. I told Rob Wilson with the heat, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not leaving without coming to see you guys and come to a couple games and um, just soak it all in. This is a community. These are teams that like mean a lot to me. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to soak it all in while I can. Did anyone ask Fangio about all the stuff that was out there leading up to it becoming official? Like, was he talking to other teams and trying to leverage that situation? It does sound like he was definitely talking to other teams. I don't know if he was necessarily leveraging. I, I'm My understanding is that he was working with Philly, so he had to wait until their season was over before he could officially sign, which, you know, not long after the Super Bowl, he did officially sign. So I think that was part of it. But, like, you know, he did come out and tell some of the Denver guys, like, hey, like, nothing's finalized yet, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I think he did want to explore his options. It sounded like he, I am under the impression that Miami was going to outbid anyone, um, which is kind of what they tend to do because you can pay, there's no salary cap on coaches. So, um, they, and, and Mr. Ross doesn't really, you know, right. And take the money with you when you leave Ruthie You can't take it with you. No. So, so I think there was an element of that, but I think also it was the Philly situation. I, I, I don't know if that's really a storyline that he would have run with. The whole saga was weird, though. Like, the Dolphin fan yeah. was obsessed with, with this. Hot, like, all right, whatever. I mean, if, if they right. hire him, cool. And if, they right. do, and if he decides not to come, then there has to be someone else who could be a good defensive coordinator in the world. Right. I think there definitely was this a fantasy about what this guy can be and it's it's almost like weird it's almost still like need good players that's all there is to it right you gotta get good players you gotta use them the right way um and that's really the bottom line and that's what people are gonna want to see Vic do you know um this year he talked a lot about Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, obviously he's familiar with Bradley Chubb, who he talked a lot about um today and he you know on Monday and said we he never really got to work with a healthy fully healthy Bradley Chubb so he's really looking forward to kind of he said he's already talked to him met with him and kind of you know talked like talked about how they can use him and how excited they are to work together again so that's going to be really cool to see I think Bradley Chubb you wanted to see more from him based off of what they traded for him and what they paid him so hopefully that can kind of skyrocket next year and um you know, working alongside Jalen Phillips. It, it, it was kind of funny listening to Fangio talk. He's like, I haven't really watched that much film yet. Like, I just got here. Like, I don't really we, – we asked him about Javon Holland. He was like, I haven't really studied him since he's been in the league. But, you know, I love I loved him coming out of college. So he's definitely, like, still new, you know. Like, he just got here. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of 
uh, how he fits into the organization. Obviously he and Mike McDaniel go back and um, it's, it's really what I think is a huge unspoken storyline about this hire is that Vic Fangio is really going to help Mike McDaniel be a head coach. I mean, this is a guy that's been around the league for so long and he's really going to kind of be a really nice mentor guiding piece for McDaniel. If McDaniel so chooses to use him that way, Um, because you talk to him and you're like, yep, you were a head coach in this league. You know, he, he's got kind of that confidence and that obviously he's been around. He's been coaching McDaniel said longer than McDaniel's been alive. So it's a really interesting kind of duopoly. The the two of them together, um, the juxtaposition, I think is so interesting. This new young fun head coach going, you know, bringing in this old school veteran kind of defensive minded guy to kind of just balance him a little bit. So I think if McDaniel leans on him, it can be so beneficial for him, his growth as a head coach. Did you pay much attention to the NBA All-Star? You know, we're in the middle of the break right now. He'd play again on Friday. Did you pay much attention to the All-Star this weekend? And and what was your overall thoughts of the All-Star weekend? Because I, I thought the, I thought, the weekend was not a good look for the NBA. I, I thought it was a, yeah, I thought it was a rough look and it continued, you know, a storyline of players not playing hard and resting. That has been probably the biggest story in the league of the year. I thought it was a bad weekend for the NBA. Yeah. that You know, that's interesting. What I love about the all-star weekend and really all-star weekend in any sport is the personalities that come out and you see the guys kind of hanging out and vibing and, you know, you see the kind of the friendships that are maybe happening behind closed doors. Like it's just that for me is like what I love about all-star weekend. I thought the draft was fun. Like I thought that was fun. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I especially liked when, cause I happened to watch that. I didn't watch a second of the all-star game. I refused to, cause I knew what it was going to be like, but I put on the draft. I watched the draft live and I thought it was funny. Cause it was very fantasy football where when Giannis selected Morant, when he's not allowed to pick him there, cause that happens in every fantasy football draft. So I thought that was really funny. It was really fun. I And, you know, it, when you watch the game, you're like, all right, this game is literally designed. Jason Tatum's going off. Everyone's just going to give Tatum the ball and let him get the record. Like, that's just what it felt like at a certain point. Like, poor Bam is out there 24 minutes. How many times did he touch the ball? I mean, it was like not that it – it was a little like – Well, I know. saw one of Bam's highlights, and I only saw it because he Twitter put it he out there. Points. Right, he took two shots. So I saw one of Bam's highlights where – he inbounded the ball to himself by throwing it off Jokic's back. Okay, that's funny. But then he he dribbles the ball up the floor to zero resistance and goes all the way to the basket with zero resistance right. and just easily dunks it with two hands. Right. People who are in attendance, they're paying hundreds of dollars to watch. This, this is what we're watching? That was embarrassment. That was terrible. You're not going to the All-Star game to watch basketball. You're going to the All-Star game to watch personalities and, you know, get up close and personal with maybe some of the athletes, see the cons, the 42 minute halftime or whatever it was like, you know, there's you're there for the for the show more so than the basketball. Um, So I I, it is. I I feel like I hate I hate always going back to the place where like. You know, and I said this yesterday too, you know, when I was growing up. And, right. But the All-Star game, the whole week, I mean, All-Star Saturday night can still be fun. Like, the three-point shootout's always great, and it always. was really good again. That'll yeah. never not be good. The three-point shootout is impossible to not be good. But, you know, when when not in the 90s, and we're getting the East versus West, I, I don't like it that it's team this guy, team this guy. I like East versus West, because I don't know who plays for what team. 
how, how do I know what, what team each player is on if it's team Giannis and team LeBron? How, how the hell do I know? Especially when right. they're picking the teams 10 minutes before tip-off. But anyway, right. uh, like, what, it was very competitive when I was growing up, and they all played hard the whole game. And now it's like that was bullshit, that, uh, the, the highlights that I saw. And so it was terrible. And that's why after the game, Mike Malone, who, you know, I'm using the air quotes, coached one of the teams, said it was the worst game he's ever watched. It was it was terrible. I mean, it was it it again. It's the show, um, and you can't say like, "Oh, Jason Tatum gets this honor of scoring the most points ever in an NBA All Star game." Like, who? Like, who? First of all, who cares? Second of all, like, you're not. There's no defense. Like, you're literally going and just shooting the ball. Obviously, he was hot, and it was like unbelievable, and he just like couldn't be couldn't miss a shot at a certain point but but go watch um, these guys like they're professional I-, I love explaining this to people who don't really understand they're professional basketball players go watch these guys in practice when no one's guarding them right you know a player like Jason Tatum is like a 40 percent three-point shooter in the NBA if you go watch him unguarded in practice right he's making nine out of ten right right it's unbelievable. It, it, it is fun. I think what I, again, the personality, like you see Jalen Brown guarding Jason Tatum, but then you're talking about Jalen Brown's out there in the face mask, but he's not going to play for another couple weeks with the Celtics. So it's like, it's this weird. We haven't, like, we haven't seen LeBron play in weeks. I mean, LeBron <laughs> broke uh, the Kareem scoring record and he has more uh, pregame ceremonies than he does right. minutes. And then all right. of a sudden he's out there for the all-star game, you know, I, I right. thought, and I thought, Hey, I thought Mac McClung with the dunk contest, good for him, you know? But here's the thing, Ruthie, and it's not his fault. Good for him. He's not in the NBA. He's a G League. He's a G Leaguer. So these NBA players, they they, they never play during the regular season. They don't do the dunk contest. They hardly play in the All-Star game. It was a whole weekend of guys not playing. Right. No, it's in that, you're right. It is representative of what's kind of going on and really the hot talking point of, you know guys not playing in the NBA and I think that's really kind of the that's that is the hot button issue right now and I think it's great to see players come out and talk about talk about it because that's where change is going to come this is a players league they're the ones that are going to make the rules because that's the way that the league works and so for players to come out and talk about it means a lot but until it is LeBron or Giannis or the Tatum or like the faces of the NBA that come out and say this needs to change or we need to stop this or we need to at least present a solution which is not happening right like there's no one's presenting like okay players are mad about the the wear and tear of an 82 game season here's how we can adjust this what are some possible solutions no one's doing that they're just complaining or sitting out so it's there's no real kind of scenario as to how this can be solved but you're right when you look at the all-star game it's just a, a representation kind of of that and what's kind yeah, of the big I thought it was a bad weekend that was a bad weekend like ruthie all these players today who's the guy who's the former player they all worship at the altar like who's the guy they all love it's kobe they love kobe all right and rightfully right. so kobe right. would think these guys are a disgrace he would with the not playing and they're not playing hard. He, They worship at the altar of Kobe Bryant. He'd be embarrassed watching these guys throughout the season. He would. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think, and and no one really has said that to them. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to say, but um, yeah, you wonder kind of what his response would be or what, what kind of he would be doing or, or saying to kind of 
So Kobe was out there. Kobe finished the game after tearing his Achilles. Never forget. I mean, finished the game. He had 20 Achilles, you know, regular season game. I wouldn't play Different different world. It's a different, different sport in a lot of ways. What do you think? uh, uh, Real quick here, Ruthie. What, uh, you you like Kevin Love? I'm into it. I think it's a perfect signing for the Heat. I'm very into it. It's awesome. There's some, I I said this yesterday. uh, I can't remember who I said this to, but there's something that feels right about seeing him in a heat Jersey. I mean, like seeing all the Photoshop photos, he fits the bill. I think he's exactly the, he fits a need for the heat where they can use him. And you know what? Maybe this will be a little bit of a fresh little, I think he's going to give the team a little bit of a jolt. Yeah. A little rejuvenation for him and for the team. Um, He's an, he's a stand up guy. You know, he's, he, he's going to buy in. Teammates love him. He's always been a good locker room guy. Yeah. I love it. I think it's I think it's a great signing. I think he's it, it's going to be really fun for this team yeah. and I think they got better. Yeah. Yeah. What uh have we seen any good movies lately or are are we picking up any new shows on Netflix? Okay. I read the book Fleischman's in Trouble. Okay. And there's the show And I, that's with uh Jesse Eisenberg and uh what's yeah. her name uh I fr- who plays the Oh, uh, uh Claire Danes. From Mean Girls, when she was in me, she was young in Mean Girls. Who? Who was? The girl that plays. Oh my god, I'm blanking. That plays on the her. wife. Oh no, she yes, but the girl that plays the friend, she's the narrator. Oh, Lady. I'm not even aware of who that is. Oh, okay, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so so there and and Seth from the OC. Oh, okay, okay, all right. He plays. Oh, I love plays, the OC. Okay, so let me tell you. I, my friend told me to read the book before watching the show, and I'm so glad I did. And I'm not – I don't have a ton of time to read, but th- for some reason I kind of flew through this book. I was traveling a lot. I was on the airplane and, you know, doing all these things. And I loved the book. I really loved it. And I, and it was a quick read, and it's there's a lot of drama, and, you know, it's kind of a fun novel. And there's a nice twist at the end. And so I was really curious to see how the show did it. The book is better than the show but a lot of people love the show. So well, my I, wife, can I watch this show with my wife? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. we don't have the same taste. Like I, I, I every show that I want to watch, my wife ne- not necessarily going to be invested in, you know? So I got to find shows that both of us can watch together. Not, um, it's a little, there's a lot of dark humor in it. It's a little dark. Like the overarching theme is kind of about like how like, marriage is like a failed system in a lot of ways, but it's like, it's, you know, there's, there's interesting, it's, it's a very kind of unsettling ending, but it's, it's well done. And I, okay. I think people really enjoyed it. It's, it's we just not- finished watching Suits. We got through all nine seasons. Like last week, we finally oh, finished it. Suits. We loved it, but we finally yeah. finished. So we need a new show now together. All right. This is quick. It's just a couple episodes, uh, one season. I okay. think you guys, I think you guys would like it. It's dark, but it's, um, it's relevant and it's, you know, there's good actor. It's good acting. And, um, it's not a show that you're going to sit there and feel great about your life. I mean, it's a, it's a little depressing, but it's good. I can handle that. Okay. All right. Any movies? Have you seen any good movies? No, but I'm dying to see 80 for Brady. <laughs> really? <laughs> dying. Dying to see it. And obviously, you know, I love Tom. I like, you know, I like covered Tom and I want to see it. And there are obviously people in that show that I know and covered. And so, and I think the women are so cute. And it's just, a, it just looks like it's a happy, sh- happy movie that I want to see. I All feel right. like I need. All right. What there else, you go. What else did I see? Uh, I mean, I saw Puss in Boots a couple weeks ago. It's good. You know. 
Okay. I don't know if you're, you're going to go to the theater to see Puss in Boots, but we did. No. Saw no, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Not up nope. your alley. You're losing me here. Yep. Not up your alley. That's okay. <laughs> uh, Ruthie, we will certainly have you on again. Perfect. Uh, congratulations with, uh, with with everything that's coming up next. I know it's going to be good. Did we leave anything out? Is there anything else that you need to say? Um, I got a message this morning. I got a text message from my mother, who is a huge Ruthie Polinsky fan. Uh, oh. you, you know, maybe that maybe that's why the you know they're getting rid of the sports. Is their demographic is uh, my mom's age? I don't know. But uh, my mom sent me the uh, the text this morning. Very sad. Did you know Ruthie Polinsky's leaving? She's very sad. Oh, really sweet. We'll send her my love. Um, I hope one day I will be on her TV screen again. How about that? Okay. All right. That's now yeah. she's not moving. Okay, you you would have to be doing some. She's not going anywhere. Well, national. You know? Okay. Oh, okay. That's a good point. Manifesting, right? So, all right. I hope hey, that, and you know, I, I. Well, that's all I'll say. Okay. All right. Very good, Ruthie. Excellent job. Always love having you on. Good catching up. Thanks, Az. Appreciate you. Excellent job out of Ruthie Polinsky. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Big deal or not a big deal, we wrap up every show with some of the bigger stories that we haven't gotten to yet during the bother portion of the show. Let's start off here, big deal or not a big deal, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. He is looking for a huge long-term deal, somewhere in the range of $45 million a year. This is not a big deal. Look, this is what happens. If you have a quarterback, you're going to have to pay him this kind of money. If you don't have a quarterback, you let him go. The Giants probably believe they have a quarterback. Like, this year was a big-time prove-it year. And with the new coach and a new system, it seemed like Daniel Jones proved it. Now, $45 million a year seems crazy. But like I said, that's that's the deal. If you're going to re-sign a quarterback after his rookie contract, this is what you're going to have to pay him. Or you let him go. Those are the only two options, really. I mean, help. If they were to franchise tag him, the franchise tag is something around like $32 million. It isn't that much more. So I'm going not a big deal. I'm sure they'll work something out. I feel like the Giants should work something out with Daniel Jones. Big deal or not a big deal? Patrick Beverly. He intends to sign with the Chicago Bulls. He said it came down to the Warriors and the Bulls. I'm going not a big deal. Patrick Beverly is not a difference maker. There's a reason why the Lakers moved on from him. I think the Lakers probably realized early on in the season that they would like to move on from Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly has remained in the league because of all the extracurricular antics. Patrick Beverly is not a good player. This is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Last night, was watching my stories, WWE Monday Night Raw. I'm about halfway through the show, but we're on the road to WrestleMania. And while Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns have not been face-to-face yet, Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman have been going at it. And Paul Heyman is taking some shots at Cody's wife last night. I know what you're thinking. I'm about to say something really vile and vulgar and contemptible like, Hey, don't worry, Cody. On a cold winter night, Roman Reigns will keep your wife warm. I would never say something like that. Roman Reigns is a happily married man. But I'm not. 
This is a big deal. Paul Heyman continues to get very personal with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' amazing line a couple weeks ago when the two of them were face-to-face telling Paul Heyman, I just want to win a championship and everyone wants to make it personal. I love this, man. Every week we're getting fire promos from Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman, which eventually is going to lead to a face-to-face. That's six weeks till WrestleMania. Which is eventually going to lead to a face-to-face with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, and it's going to be awesome. This is a big deal. I'm very into this main event for WrestleMania. I love it. All right. Finally, big deal or not a big deal? You heard it there with Ruthie. Vic Fangio was introduced yesterday as the new Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator. One of the guys that he's brought into his staff is this Ronaldo Hill, who I believe played for the Dolphins. Ronaldo Hill, he was the defensive coordinator in L.A. And obviously didn't do a great job, I guess. But now he's going to be the Dolphins' defensive passing coach. I, I think this is a big deal because I like the idea of a guy who had experience up here and now his job is going to be right here. So maybe he wasn't good enough to stay as defensive coordinator, but this is a guy who has some experience being in charge of the entire defense and now he's just going to have one specific area, that being the defensive passing coach. Plus, if Vic Fan... Look, if the Dolphin fan is out there, I mean, worshipping the ground that Vic Fangio walks on... You, you got to kind of trust that this is going to be a guy who's going to help as far as the coaching staff goes. So I'll go big deal on that one. And that right there is another addition. A big deal, not a big deal. Yes. Great job, everybody. Well, so what do we got tonight, man? There's no Heat tonight. There's no Panthers tonight. I mean, we got WWE NXT. I don't normally watch that live. I just, My wife and I are looking for a new show to watch. You heard there with Ruthie. If you got some suggestions, hit me up at Zaslow Show. Now, it can't just be, you know, it, it, like, like don't suggest The Last of Us. Everyone loves The Last of Us, right? My wife's not going to like that. I need a show that we can watch together. There are shows that I watch on my own. I need a show for my wife and I to watch together. She doesn't do violence. She doesn't do sci-fi, fantasy, that kind of deal. So keep that in mind. Send me some suggestions at Zaslow Show. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. And thanks to everyone, of course, for for being with us. Make sure you tell your friends, you tell your family. If you want to be part of the show, you hit me up as well. If you got a small business, we're looking to add a couple of sponsors. I love you a long time. Thanks to everybody who put together a great show today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage 
for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.